0: of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I'm your host, Jade Warshaw, joined by your other host, Rachel Cruz. We'll be taking your calls all hours. So give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. We'll talk about whatever it is that's on your mind, especially in this new year. Um, I'm sure you've got so much that you're trying to accomplish. This is the season of setting goals, right? And I'm sure so many of you have money goals, financial goals. You're trying to save money. You're trying to get out of debt. You're trying to start the new habit of budgeting. And if that's you, we've got the perfect encouragement for you because this is we're about to get into the time rachel that people already start moonwalking right you say, y'all are already moonwalking and i'm like wait a minute it's only the fifth <laughs> so you need some encouragement and we've got that for you january 11th write this down like george Strait said January 11th is Thursday. All right. 7 p.m. We're doing a free uh, live stream event and it's actually live. It's not pre-recorded like some of these folks are doing. It's actually live. And we're going to be giving you the tools you need to break the cycle. And y'all know what I'm talking about. There's been a debt cycle. There's been a paycheck to paycheck cycle and you're ready to get free. And you're like, Jade, Rachel, how do we do this? Help. Help." We're here to help. It's free, guys. You can register at uh, RamseySolutions.com slash Break the Cycle. And when you register, uh, you can enter to win a $1,000 giveaway. We're giving that giveaway away to 10 different winners. So be sure to do that. That's the Break the Cycle live stream, January 11th at 7 p.m. Be there or be square, as they say. Let's go to Atlanta where we have Paige on the phone line. What's going on, uh, Paige?
1: hi um first of all i just want to say thank you for taking my call i feel very blessed to get to speak to you both today um my question is so i have the every dollar app and the baby steps app on my phone and so i'm on step number two the debt snowball and my situation is kind of unique um and that my, I'm only 26 years old and my mom is disabled and my dependent now, um, she got really sick a couple years ago and we finally kind of got out, out of the craziness of the last couple years into like a zone where I feel very fortunate to be now where her health is better. Oh, she good. lives with me and not in a facility, which that was a lot mm-hmm. of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, she's not doing hospital trips and things like that anymore, fortunately. Hopefully. Oh, fingers crossed. Um, but with that, you know, she has debt. I have debt. So my plan, I'm trying to tackle kind of both of our debts. And I manage both of our finances. I mean, we live together. We basically share finances um, and manage medical everything, basically. Okay. Um, so... You know, I put all the debts into the Baby Steps app where and put, like, the money that we can put on a monthly basis towards the uh-huh. debt. And we can pay a little currently because she's got some insurance page, um, policies as well as her retirement right okay. now for the next two and a half years. Um, we can put, like, 2600 to $3,000 a month towards our debt. Which kind of totals like $90,000. And that's a combination of her credit card debt, her medical debt, my credit card debt, my student loans, and my car. Um, So
0: how does it break um, down between the two of you? I'm just curious. I know, yeah, number one, you're a hero, like it's admirable that you're doing Mm -hmm. this. And you've honestly, essentially put your life on hold to help your mom and you're seem more than willing to combine your debts. Like that's, not normal and like good on you for choosing that Um, (laughs) but I am curious because you are two separate people um, and so I just I do want to know out of the 90,000 of debt what's what's yours and what's hers
1: so um, I have 25,000 with Sally May um, for private loan for student loan Um, 7,700 in federal loans my car is twenty six thousand. Okay. Um I just got that one new this last summer. That's a whole other story okay. um, And I have like seven or eight thousand in credit cards. Okay. Um, and then, as far as I know, um my mom has thirty thousand dollars in credit cards, eighteen on one card about seven other about you know 7700 on another we okay. fortunately have had one card like i don't know what the proper word is but like pardon us or whatever and just alleviate like just it just charged and, it off yeah and we wrote it on the taxes and all that stuff okay. so we had one card do that because my dad had you know her ex-husband he's an attorney and um he had been helping me try to alleviate some of her It's it like hardship kind of, type Yeah, yeah. you know, as far as yeah, because I mean, basically, when she got sick, I was on the under the impression that she managed her money well, and she had a lot of money in savings, at least what the situation was when my parents got divorced when I was eight, Uh something happened, and she had a higher loan on the house. Twelve okay. years after purchasing the house, higher than what she bought it for. But now she's no, now the so, only debt yeah. she has and is the thirty thousand in credit card. And is most of the credit card yeah. is that medical,
0: or is that separate? No, that's
1: a, that's all the credit card that she had once I got into her account. And then what's the medical um, debt she carries? So that i have like a th- I have a thousand dollars that i know of We've Oh, fortunately okay. been able to get the hospital wanted to do sixteen thousand. we did the, that's like, great you financial did the right thing thing and they wrote okay. that off yeah but okay I think so a for time ambulances for we time for time yeah.
0: let me let me get into this um the car that's the first yeah. thing i'm looking at because what's your take-home pay um or what do you make per year 40 one?
1: a year yeah. okay
0: Um, if you really want to move through this, I would consider getting out of this car and getting into something cheaper. You just got it. You should be able to sell it, kind of break even and take some cash and buy something cheaper, five or $6,000. I would do that um, because I think it's worth it for you to move quickly on this. I'm a little bit inclined for you to have two separate snowballs here and for Mm -hmm. your mom to have her money and you put Mm -hmm. your mom's money at her debt. And you put your money on your debt and you're the you're just the one stewarding all of it and making it all happen. Yes. But I don't want yeah. you combining them and combining the money because you are two separate people with two your names on two separate s- sets of bills. And at the end of the day, even though you've combined your lives in many ways, you're still two separate people and you're not married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and, and Paige, yeah. and,
2: the, and the truth is, too, you know, this is not to be harsh on you, but. You know, you've you've got $8,000 in credit card debt. You've taken on a car and Your behavior and habits are one way. And when you feel the weight of, oh, gosh, it's not going to be an insurance policy that's going to be paying off my debt. Uh I have to do this. That changes your behavior page. And that's what we're all about here is your behavior Mm -hmm. has to change. And by you doing the work and paying off that debt, that's going to cause the behavior change. So I want you guys to be cutting up these credit cards. I want you to be selling the car. You guys really have to clean this up. You are in a, you're in a dire situation of like, there's a lot of mess here, but you can get it cleaned up. You really, really can, but you have to change the way you've been viewing it. And so, Paige, you're doing an amazing job taking care of your mom. Absolutely incredible. But your money habits and where this has led has gotten you guys in that spot. Yeah. So that has to change. That has to change today. Cut up the cards. This is The Ramsey Show.
3: Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is, your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns.
0: You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I am Jade Warshaw, your host, joined by Rachel Cruz. And we are taking your calls all hour long. The number is 888-825-5225. Give us a call and we'll chop it up with you. Um, you know, we're always looking at what the what's going on in finance what's going on on social media what's going on in the news and what the trends are because this is what people are talking about and we want to be talking about what y'all are talking about and what's important to you guys and so um I saw initially an article come across my email that was talking about this and then there's tiktoks and it kind of started popping off a little bit so I was like we need to talk about this and it's essentially um Rachel this idea that if you make seventy four thousand dollars a year um gen z doesn't think that that's middle class. Like they don't think, they don't agree with that. And so I don't wanna say much more. I want you guys to watch this and decide for yourself and then we will discuss.
3: Gen Z doesn't agree that $74,000 is middle class. No kidding, it's not even close, check this out. If you take $74,000 for a Gen Zer, let's say they have a bachelor's degree and they're 25 years old. First of all, 74,000 is much higher than the average income. Most Gen Zers are probably making anywhere from 40 to 50, maybe 60, but let's use 74. The take home after taxes, 401k and health insurance is $4,300. The average college monthly payment on a loan is about 500 bucks, you're down to 3,800. Let's say this person is financially responsible, decides to split a two, Two bedroom apartment in a medium sized city like Orlando so that their payment is twelve hundred apiece, two hundred for utilities, so fourteen hundred. Now, unless they're gonna have Lucky Charms and Peanut Butter and Jelly, their groceries are gonna cost about six hundred bucks if they're trying to get chicken, beef, and some healthy stuff. You have a four hundred dollar car payment, two hundred dollars insurance, hundred and fifty for gas, a hundred dollars for a cell phone, leaves you with nine hundred and fifty bucks. This is no savings investment, no emergency fund. Let's give them at least three hundred to go on a couple dates or to hang out with their friends for the month so they can enjoy life a little bit. They're left with only six hundred and fifty dollars. A bachelor's degree 74k salary you are splitting a two-bedroom apartment with a friend and only have six hundred fifty dollars left a month it would take you years to save up to thirty thousand that you would need for a down payment on a house with the closing costs. but even if you could get that down payment saved you would still need to make a hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year to be considered for a four hundred thousand dollar loan the middle class the goalpost has been moved from 70k to one hundred twenty thousand dollars in just the past two years
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, I got some thoughts,
2: Rachel Cruz. I did too. You go, Jay. Um,
0: number go. one, when my guy said only six hundred and fifty dollars left, there were a couple of things that are screaming at me. A, only six hundred and fifty dollars left. I think that if you're just starting out, you're in your twenties.
2: I'm like, yeah, that's that. Ain't if you're twenty-two bad. years old and you have six hundred and fifty thousand dollars left over. Come on,
0: somebody. Number I think two, we're doing pretty good. That's good. Then I'm like, okay, I'm just getting into three hundred dollars on fun money. Again, that's a lot of money. Like that ain't bad. I'm. Can I be 100% real talk? Yeah. Go. On my budget right now. Yeah. Where it says Jade Fund Money, it's three hundred dollars. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I make more than seventy four thousand dollars a year. So, okay, okay, and
2: then <laughs> so then add in which is normal. I get. But what if you decided to get an extra job and pay off this debt? You would free up a car payment four hundred dollars and, and free up five hundred dollars student loans. So that's nine hundred dollars, six hundred dollars for groceries for a single person. I think you can do it at five hundred. So that's an extra hundred that you yes. take out. So, so there's an extra thousand. So that's really sixteen hundred dollars extra. Uh, yeah, I think I think we're okay. I think this I think is think an okay. expectation conversation. Yes. Yes. And we're not going to make $74,000 forever, ever, amen. No. Or $40,000 forever and ever, and amen, or whatever it is, right? As you get older and you work, you will be making more money over your lifetime. That is true.
0: I I just, this really rubbed me the wrong way, Rachel. I just, I think that, like what you said, this is all expectation, and it's kind of tunnel vision and getting caught in the now. You know, it's like you're looking at everything that you're seeing on social media, and you're creating this bar of what you should have. You're even looking at maybe what friends and family members have. Like so many people, they come out of their parents' house mm-hmm. and you've been living in this environment where there's um, nicer cars. The the home is larger. Um, and, and you immediately kind of feel like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to have that too. And I'm like, listen, these things take time. It took yeah. time for our parents to get where they are. Yep.
2: If that's what you're comparing it to. Yeah. And, and we'll say this, I'll say this. Number one, has life changed yeah over time yes absolutely is stuff more expensive real estate being one yes yeah yes like yeah. like we are not denying that like of course it is it is more expensive but the problem I have with it is is honest it's kind of it's kind of his attitude of like yeah. oh Mark oh, oh. versus saying well I have 650 dollars what can I do now to better yes. my life with that yeah. what do we you know what I mean there's that there's an attitude shift as well of how you view this. You can view it like Eeyore or you can view it like this is an opportunity. So what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do different? How am I gonna pay off debt so I can free up an extra thousand dollars a month? Yes. How what am I what are what's my opportunity here to do? What if I invested three hundred of the three hundred and fifty dollars Every month from 22 to you know, run those yeah. numbers like, like find the opportunity in it. I agree, versus this, like, well, 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 you're, you're all screwed, we're all just screwed, I don't know what we're gonna do, you know. And you're just like, what oh else? my gosh, like, yeah, they're approaching it from the wrong angle. It's just
0: like, yeah, that drives me crazy. I agree, it's like, oh, must be nice. Like, you, you're you looking at it, and like you said, he's it's like $650, he's, <laughs> that's a lot of money. Oh, that's where I'm like, listen, I'm sleeping on people, business, that's $650 cause is and a lot here's of money. Real talk,
2: what well, we what we do on the show is talk to real people every single day for three hours a day. People are in the red; they don't have okay. six hundred and fifty dollars left over. So, and that's what I'm saying. The mindset—if
0: you—if yeah. if, uh, it's almost like he's solving the wrong problem or focusing on the wrong thing, and not just him, because there's he—he's speaking for yeah, yeah, totally. hundreds, totally and, you know thousands of, and maybe millions of people who feel this way. But if you're like you said, if you're looking at six hundred fifty dollars, that's not enough, and you're looking at um. $400 and he's not addressing that mm-hmm. and he's not addressing the the student loan. It's just, this is the way it is. There's nothing that's going to change. You're looking at the wrong piece of the puzzle. You've got to look at, I was listening to somebody today that was saying that healthy people um, whether it's in a relationship or just you as yourself, you always look at something and go, okay, what am I contributing to this? Mm-hmm. Like, if there's a problem, it's very easy to point out there and say, it's because of that, 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 and that. But when you're um, healthy and have this area of maturity, you're always looking at and going, what can I own in this situation? Yep. And if you're finding yourself, even if it's not a $74,000 budget that we're looking at, if you're looking at your own finances And you just find yourself feeling trapped, blaming your job, blaming the fact that you have student loans, blaming your spouse. You have to stop for a moment and go, okay, wait a minute. What am I contributing to the situation? Because here's the guarantee. If there is something that you're complaining about in life, I don't care what it is. At this point, I'm beyond money. If there's something that you're complaining about, I guarantee I bet your bottom dollar there's there's something that you are doing that's contributing even if it's slightly that yeah. you can tweak yeah to make your situation better yep. and if you start to turn the dial up on that and start focusing on that that's going to point to another thing that you can change and you start focusing on that and that po- points to another thing so it really goes back to that idea of whatever you're looking for that's what you find so if you're looking for problems all you find is problems right. if you look for solutions you're going to start to see even if it's so small like Rachel you just went through all of this like okay like What would happen if you paid off your car? What would happen if you paid off your student loan? What would happen? Start asking yourself those questions. What can you Mm -hmm. contribute? Listen, it's a whole different
2: equation at that point. I know. And I do wonder, you mentioned it earlier, but expectations, and this is something I always wrestle with and it's and it it almost could be just subconscious of what we just naturally expect in our world because we're so exposed to everyone's lifestyle Mm. i mean whether it's like reality tv or social media instagram tiktok like you see into people's lives more than at any other time in history yeah and you start to see a glimpse and you start to expect what you see you become numb to it almost and it's like oh this is normal And if I don't have that, I'm not normal. I was talking to my mother-in-law at Mm. Christmas and she was like, oh my God, you know, she just made a comment how all they did with their little kids at the time, they just all played in the driveway and all the cul-de-sac would get together in chairs. Now I'm like, there's memberships to things. Like there's all this stuff that's normal. But I'm like, that wasn't, that's not, that that doesn't have to be normal. Yeah. So it's just this like subconscious expectation. We have to reevaluate all the Mm -hmm. time. And I think it's really important to keep us grounded in it because you can just float off into this world. Spend a lot of money that's unnecessary and complain and do a TikTok video.
0: (laughs) That's a word, Rachel. That's a word right there. Check out your expectations. Figure out what's motivating you. Is it the money or is it an emotion that you're seeking out? This is The Ramsey Show.
2: Hey, guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget.
0: You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I am your host, Jade Warshaw, joined by your other host, Rachel Cruz. And we are with you today. So give us a call. The numbers is 888-825-5225. We will call. We will take your call and answer your questions. Uh, Today's question of the day is sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Now you can find expert local help. You can schedule appointments and get special offers exclusively in the Neighborly app. So download the Neighborly app now and get started on your home repairs, maintenance, and home improvements
2: done. Today's question comes from Ryan in Arizona. My wife and I have been using the envelope system for over 15 years and debt-free for almost that long. Awesome. My wife takes care of the finances, but we make decisions together and trust each other. The issue I have is at the beginning of each month, the envelopes still get the same amount of money they did when we started 15 years ago. <laughs> you should talk to the TikTok guy that we were. Uh, talking yeah. to. Uh, I can't convince my wife to increase it. Is it part of your budgeting system to increase the amount in the envelopes as the cost of things goes up? Please help. Oh, Ryan. Yes. Tell your wife to put some more money in those envelopes. Oh if y'all goodness. have it, which I'm assuming assuming. assuming you do it's been 15 years yes I mean what we say is once you're out of debt you have the ability now with your income to do more with the three things you can always do with money be giving more be saving more and you can be spending more so increasing your lifestyle I would do it by percentage points so you guys yeah I mean up everything by 10 percent 15 percent for a little bit right and and just feel that um now I also will say uh, we were just talking about our personal line items yes, in the break because we were. Uh, the TikTok video we just talked about in the last segment, and and I've not incre- I have not increased some of ours dramatically. We've increased our out to eat, yeah, our groceries some uh, with everything kind of going on and adding more kids. But ours is not dramatically, it's not dramatically different. It yeah. really isn't. Like I look at I, I spend more on clothes, like maybe by per- again by small percentages, um, and so I think that's what you that's what you want to work in. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm
0: thinking about what you're saying and I'm thinking about this question. And, you know, I'm with you. I reluctantly raised our grocery budget. You know, when re- inflation got crazy, I tried to stick to the old numbers. And finally, I remember coming home and being like, listen, it doesn't work. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. I gotta raise this item. Um, And so I do remember doing that. Um, I think if it's when it's gradual, like I think what she's trying to avoid here is lifestyle creep. Yeah. Or, yeah. well, let me go back. Your girl needs to loosen the pr- the purse strings. I think she's just super tight. But I think most people, what their hesitation is, is they're trying to avoid lifestyle creep. Yes, yes. And that's a good conversation to have because when you start earning more and you're like, okay, I'm doing better. I'm out of debt. Like, I've done all the things. Sometimes there is still that guilt that you face of, can I really spend this? Like, right. can I really do this for myself? Um, And I'm going to go with as long as you're taking care of business, the answer is yes. Sure. I yes, mean,
2: yes, absolutely. And you wanna be be able to enjoy your life. And mm-hmm. I think that's part of it too. So increasing it, but increasing the other areas too, be increasing your giving yes. and your saving. But doing all three with extra money is is really important. So yep, Brian. Yeah. We're probably more on, after 15 years, up up it a little yeah. bit. And I wanna I wanna
0: hit one more thing on that because with spouses, um be willing to like your spouse can be into something that you're not into. And they want to spend some money on something that you would never spend money on. Sure. And it's like, I feel like that's when it gets a little difficult. It's like, hey, we're making this money now. I lo- I'm i really into this. And, you know, my husband would be like, why would you ever? <laughs> like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I remember being on here with Dave. And we were talking about wine or something, and he was like a three hundred dollar bottle of wine. I'm like, I would never like I spend I spend nine ninety nine on wine, Dave. Like I, I could. He was like, Oh, go get yourself a bottle. Well, I was like, I can't. I like I physically can't do it. Like there's certain stuff that I just yes I can't I can't do it, Captain. Like I can't do, do it. <laughs> don't make me. Please don't make me. Do oh gosh, I gotta go to the phone lines. <laughs> this is Kennedy in Pittsburgh, PA. What's going on, Kennedy?
4: Hi, ladies. Thanks so much for taking my call. You're welcome. I have a couple things. Um, my husband and I have been married th- almost 34 years, and, you know, we've worked hard our entire life to build what we have built. And we're kind of at a crossroads on a, on a few things. And um, we have 17 rental properties Oof. that we have acquired. Um, they're all paid for.
0: Wow. Um, Great job, Kennedy.
4: This is, this, is, this is the question I have. You know, you would think, cause, you know, we want to retire eventually. We've never taken vacations. We've never been extravagant with things. Um, we have no debt whatsoever. Um, this is where we're at a us because we were envisioning us when we retire, you know, all of our rental income, which is over 200 a year, would just keep us afloat and not have to dip into what we've built over the years. Um, now, I'm noticing that the rental income is just not growing like it should. And so we're trying to decide if we should sell the properties, which are probably worth around three point two to three point five million in total, and just put the money, you know, in, in away and earn the interest off of it. Because you know, just in property taxes alone, like I just wrote a check for almost fifty thousand dollars just recently for property taxes on some of the properties. And so. I'm just trying to make, you know, and if one, if an air condition goes out or, you know, I mean, it, things just add up and it's like that account doesn't build like I think it should build.
2: Why haven't so the rental, why haven't, a, why hasn't the rent gone up?
4: Well, I do go up on the rent. Now I will say I'm, I, I am terrible because I manage them all mm-hmm. and I am, I'm a very sweet landlord. <laughs> I don't go up like I should, especially if they've been there, if there's a lot of longevity mm-hmm. with my tenants. You know, so I know there's room for growth on that. um, But it just, I just feel like, you know, the expenses, you know, if we just were drawing interest, we could probably draw the same amount in interest um, every year than what we would be actually bringing in.
0: I don't think you should feel guilty about, you know, you're in a a real estate business essentially, and I don't think you should feel guilty about passing along the cost of business to the customer. And for you as a landlord, there are prices that increase and some of that you do pass along. And I don't think you should feel guilt in that. Now, if you're still interested in selling, I, you know, I have my thoughts on
2: this, Rachel, you know far more about real estate than I do. So you take the reins. Not really. Um, Yeah, that's where, and I don't want to sound cold hearted, um, but where you've chosen to put your money and in your investments is in real estate, and real estate involves people. So when you have a big heart like you, Kennedy, and you see it like that, you're not going to get the same return financially when you don't raise rents, right? I mean, that's just the the mathematical fact. So my question to you would be, if it's less hassle, less work, and you're going to get a bigger return somewhere else, then yeah, I would probably highly consider that. Or if you say, no, real estate is my end game, Uh, it's, it is my business in a sense, it's my investing, my investment, because I want a percentage of what I, you know, I've bought this, this is the rental. I mean, the rent basically is, is your income. It's what you're making and your income has to stay at market value. And and if that's how you run it, then I think we're having a different conversation, but it doesn't sound like you necessarily want to run it like that, um, Well, you know the the rental properties are just a side. You know,
4: I have my own business, and my husband's also an executive for a company, so we both still work. How much do y'all make a year off those? Off that? Um, without okay, we're at eight hundred a year. Okay, without the rental income. And so the rental income was just.
2: Okay. Is it a yeah, hassle for you, Kennedy? Like, are you to the point in life where you're like, I don't no, want to deal with 18 tenants and I would rather it's a, park my... It is a hassle. Okay. So if that's hassle. it, if I it's not, it I think I think real estate has to be a passion. And for some people, they love the diversity. They love getting a property, getting a good price at the at the front end. And they're doing that. I mean, it is part in their blood. That would be Dave. If he was sitting here, he, he loves it. But if, it's, but if it's a hassle you it. for you Yeah, and if it's a hassle for you And you don't love it You don't need to be in it In mm-hmm. my opinion There may be a level though, Kennedy That you keep maybe five of these Or something Just for the diversi- diversification aspect yeah. So I think having real estate As part of your overall Especially where you I guys are great. financially Would be smart So maybe you you sell half of them cut the expenses in half pick your half of that you love keep those for a few more years and then if you look up kennedy and you're still miserable managing sell these more. sell them yeah i mean like this is this is the joy of your like you want joy in your life and if it's sucking the joy out of your mm-hmm. life don't do it the great thing is they've got choices like, yes yes that's
0: what i love in conversations like this is she has choices she's not like chained to one yes, option so when you
2: are paying look at the taxes like you need to look at the entire picture too mm-hmm. Uh, If you decide to sell these that's a very very good
0: point. This is the Ramsey show You are listening to the Ramsey show I'm Jade Warshaw joined by Rachel Cruz. Hey, if you like this show uh, consider liking and subscribing uh, wherever it is that you listen whether it's on YouTube or your favorite podcast app when you like and subscribe and share it helps in so many ways. Number one, it helps other people find this and use this message and find these resources and hopefully change their life. And obviously, it helps us on our end because it helps us in the algorithms. There a couple of weeks ago, Rachel, we were number one yes. um, in podcasting awesome. on Spotify, which that list is always changing. And in my heart, we're still number one. But And an
2: Apple. I looked on it up Apple on, too. on this podcast. Yeah.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. I love it. And that's really all because of you guys. So keep liking Keep subscribing and keep sharing in the new year. We're so, so grateful. All right, let's take it to the phone lines. We got Victoria in Austin, Texas. What's going on, Victoria?
1: Hey, you guys. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, so my question was, uh, what financial steps should I take as a college student with around, I would say, $15,000 in savings, um, considering I have no assets, a small school loan of about 1300 and a credit score of six ninety three. And then this is like a two part question. I just wanted to know like any college or not college advice, any um, advice you guys have for young adults, um, especially first gen college grads on managing finances and, you know, setting myself up for success and building wealth and what not to do as well.
0: Man, you're so smart. Like I'm so proud of you. First generation college grad asking all the right questions. It's It's so, so, so good. Um, Yeah. I mean, I'll, 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 I'll throw my two cents in and I'm sure Rachel has plenty to say. Um, I think you're thinking the right way. Number one, you're out of school, you're graduated. Do you plan on going back to school or is this it? Like are you going into your career now?
1: Mm, I have one more semester left and I graduate in May. Okay. And then I plan to go straight into my career. Um, but hopefully down the line I want to go to grad school for like MBA. Okay.
0: So. Cool. Um, yeah, my first thing is like let's let's get through this final semester, let's graduate with a degree. Um, let's get you into a stable job like in in your field. And then, yeah, I'd probably start looking at this and going, okay, first things first, I want to get out of debt. You don't have a a whole ton. I mean, 13,000 in student loans. So my first things first, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to commit to walking the baby steps. And so I'm Mm going to, you know, keep $1,000 set aside. And then the rest that you have, the 14,000, I'd pay off your student loan immediately coming out of school. That'd be my Mm -hmm. first order of business. And that leaves you with $2,000. And then I would just start saving up. You know, I'd be like, all right, Once you're, you know, stable, does that make sense? Mm Because you're going to graduate. You're probably, I don't know if you already have a place. Are you living on your own? Are you living on campus?
1: Um, So after I graduate, I plan to be home for the first semester. I mean, not the first semester, for the rest of the year. Um, And then I want to work remote. And then that job will probably transfer me to a different location.
0: Yeah, Yeah, then that's perfect. You're at home for a year. You're paying off this debt immediately but then during that year you're saving up a bunch of money so that when you're ready to strike out on your own this job sends you somewhere you can get your own place or maybe it's a place with roommates and so you've really just set yourself up you've got no debt you've got three to six months of expenses and you've got money in order to get a place for yourself and I don't mean buy a place I mean like rent a place but Mm -hmm. you know you you have that margin in your life how does that sound
2: that sounds great thank you guys yeah and, and Victoria I think you know Long term, I think one of the best things that you can do from as a young person, kind of moving into this adulthood and money, is be proactive. I think one of the worst things that people can do with their money is they become apathetic, they're almost reactive to life, mm. or they don't really care that much. I mean, they're just kind of floating. They lose a lot of time, and they end up losing a lot of money. And so if you are just proactive with your income – and you budget every month. You know where your money's going. You avoid debt like the plague. You just say, you just draw a hard line in the sand and say, Victoria Victoria is a person that doesn't go into debt. I don't go into debt. And you mm-hmm. can avoid paying interest and you can avoid being owned by the banks and you are, your income is completely free. You invest early, um, invest in, you know, and save up for a good down payment on a home later, you know, maybe two, three years down the road. Uh, and you do that wisely and you're investing early and you do all of these things over time victoria you're gonna be great you're gonna do just fine but i think your attitude towards money it has to be proactive Mm, you have to own the fact that you have to be the one in control and you learn this early victoria and i still feel like i learn it even in my mid-30s it's kind of this like reality like swoosh that happens for me where i'm like oh it's up to me yeah like i uh, no one's no one's making my annual doctor visit. Like, like I have to take care of <laughs> yeah, myself. Yeah. Like and now I have kids and I have to take care of them and, and no prioritize. one's advocating for them. I have to be the one to speak, you know. So it's just it's this idea that you really are in charge of your life, and that removes a lot of, you know, victim mentality. I think that removes a lot of expecting someone else to take care of you and to fix stuff for you when you just kind of own it, Victoria, from the front end. That's gonna do a lot. It really is. It's going to do a lot for your money. So there's a lot of tactical things. Um, Yeah. And if you stay on the line, Victoria, Austin will pick up. And I would love um, to give you one of my books, Know Yourself, Know Your Money, which lays out the baby steps within it, but also understanding why you handle money the way you do. And you already have tendencies around money, Victoria. You already have habits around money that you may not even realize. But understanding your why, why you handle money Mm. the way you do when you can learn that early on, you can create great money habits for the future. Kind of what we're talking about on this call. So, I appreciate you calling in because, man, it's so big. And all you Gen Zers out there, there's a lot of them that have been listening and finding us on TikTok, yes. and all the places. But for real, you guys, I'm like, you know, when you when you listen to this show or you follow Ramsey and our advice, you know, we kind of get we kind of get uh, in the corner of the old school uh, way of thinking. Yeah. but I'm telling you. Day in and day out, this is the way to do it. It really is. So whether you are Victoria and you're 21 years old, about to finish college, or you're 61, Mm -hmm. wherever you are, be proactive in this stuff, you guys, and follow the baby steps and do it. Because it works. It works mathematically. It works in so many ways. I like like what you're saying, Rachel. And honestly, it's reminding me,
0: um, earlier we were in a meeting together, and Dr. John Deloney, one of the Ramsey personalities, was mentioning how kind of the way culture is and society is, definitely wants us to go into kind of um, a hands-off mentality Mm. and I just can farm this out to them and they'll take care of it and I can take my hands off here and I can automate this and automate that and there is part of that where your mind kind of goes to sleep on um, having it front of mind does that make sense yes um and there is part of that that going through life there's been seasons where I've been like you want to know what like this might sound stupid but there's been seasons where like you're giving you can automate it Right. And it's like, all right, I can set it and forget it. And it's not part of my day to day. And it's like, oh, before you look up, it's like, I've been giving the same amount for two years. Right. Right. But then there's those moments where it's like, you know what, I'm going to take that off automation and I'm going to be actively part of this each month. Yes. To where I know, okay, how does how am I feeling? What is my involvement in this? Even like paying bills. Yeah. there's certain bills that I'm like, you know, I don't want to like. Back in the day, there was like, I don't want to automate that. Like, I want to see, I want to feel the money going out. Mm-hmm. I want to know, and I want it to register in my brain that I just made a payment. Like, there's something to that being an active participant. Yes, <laughs> yes. You're actively participating, and you're not just putting it on the shelf. You're not just
2: letting someone else handle it. Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? Absolutely. Oh, it's Absolutely. Such a good conversation,
0: Rachel. Yeah, I love it.
2: But the oh. proactiveness is is huge around this.
0: Yeah, I like that. Listen, I don't know. Do you want to take try to take this next call? Can we do yeah, it quickly? All ahead. right, let's do it. Uh, Jacob in San Francisco, what's going on in your world?
1: Hello. Um, so well, I have a kind of a situation going on where I just got a $7,000 dental bill. And um, I have like, a pretty substantial savings. Uh, I'm pretty young, too. I'm like 23 years old. Okay. And my situation is basically this. So I have two options. Either I could just pay it all at once up front and just get rid of it. Yep. Or I have a high interest savings account with SoFi. It's like five percent, and I um, they offered me to take out like an interest free loan Why? over twenty eight months. No! Off-
0: no, no, I gotta cut you off. <laughs> no, it just paid off. Reach into your savings and paid off?
1: off. Okay, Let it be I was done. thinking like if I if I had that money sitting over those two years, it would actually like accrue. Like no, some
0: it's seven. It's a seven thousand dollar dental bill that you have the cash to pay off. Don't
2: don't gotcha. complicate it. I know we, okay, try to, okay. we try to finagle numbers Like that Jacob And try to figure out What works in our favor All of this But the truth is When you don't have a debt Hanging over your head You make different decisions in life There's a freedom there And that It's not hanging around And you're not trying to play The math game So yes Pay it mm-hmm. off Be done with it And be grateful My gosh That you have the money To do that Jacob That's amazing right? That you're diligent And incredible exactly. So just yep set it forget it and then go and invest and make money that way Ah,
0: love it love it listen a dental bill is not going to be the thing that breaks you free financially (laughs) on the interest i love it this is the ramsey show